Blade and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Happy Monday, everybody. Sky's blue today. It's Titan blue because the Titans won in Jacksonville. Uh, we started the postgame show last night, and I said, Titans win an ugly one. And we first caller, Eric from Nashville, usually is our first caller, and I think Eric was like, yeah, you know, it was a win, but boy, it was ugly. Uh, in the end, another big day for Derrick Henry. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, I lost my bet with Lucas. Uh, I said he would he would be on the under on his that that last little little burst there kind of got me there, right, Lucas? <laughs> what he averages like one twenty or something? It was one eleven and a half was, was the over under, under. and yeah, then it was that last drive that he got it. Yeah, one thirty, and, oh, and it was man, I almost won it. But he he was under he was under that he was under a hundred till the last drive. Yeah, that's why I never jump for joy. People were tweeting me and everything in the first half. Oh, Blake, you ah, called ah. this man. I wish you were wrong. I'm like, I never even responded. I was like, man, nah, it's still early because we all know when the king gets going, it's in the fourth quarter. <laughs> we have our second half in this case, but uh, yeah, the the king uh, kind of showed uh, why he is the king, and he started pounding them, and they start moving out the way there at the end and uh man they sold it up that way but uh defense you know gave up you know a lot of yardage running the football a lot of missed assignments missed tackles a little disappointing i think they gave up a couple splash plays i know the 58 yard they gave up two 58 yard plays one running one passing yeah that's just oh man that is that's not a recipe uh for for winning they just defensively besides byard and probably a couple other guys man they Defense just, I don't know, they struggle. Harold Landry played well, yeah. He got a couple sacks. Um, I think everybody kind of took their turns making mistakes there in the defense, really trying really hard to, to make plays instead of just doing your job. I mean, just like contain. that. You know, that irritates me. So I wrote this question down. Oh, uh, did, did you? Why did, yes, because. Oh, man, I can, that chaps me. My son I played peewee flag football perturbed. last year, and all I talked about was, why do we lose outside contain so much? Well, I mean, it, because I've heard know, you talk league. about it. I well, know little the, league's a little different. Guys are running inside. I mean, but, but this is this is the big leagues, <laughs> and they lost outside contain so much. Oh man, it it went. Oh man, oh, I would turn beat red like you do. I would be so <laughs> mad, man. Oh, I'd be like, stay outside if you have contain. Don't go for the dipsy do, and he goes inside. And you're gonna go make the play and go. Turn back, you know, and start running inside. No, these guys are too good, man. They'll keep bouncing and bouncing and bouncing outside. So that, that was a little uh, perturbing there. Offensively, uh, you know, you know, the King did his job. The offensive line did a great job blocking in the run game. Uh, still too many hits on Tannehill. I think he was sacked three times. A little too much. I thought Tannehill this time, actually, was I said yesterday on Titans Radio, is I thought he hit on the ball this time. So some of them, you know, but he was getting receivers open. Uh, you know, so I, I think they were trying to protect the line by doing more three and five step drops instead of seven step drop at the quarterback. So, you know, he has to shore that up a little bit. They got some playmakers out there, like, you know, the Johnson kid uh, perform. Uh, Reynolds, I think, only had one catch, but it had some trick play, uh, you know, was put in there, a little change of pace, up tempo. They did a little bit better job of, of calling plays. I, you know, I just feel like. Still, their offense is not clicking like it should. I, I don't. It just seems like they can never get into this rhythm, even though they were moving the ball. Uh, the Jaguars' defense is not, you know, an elite defense like the Jets. So, you know, you got to be happy to win. But man, you're you're winning sloppy, and you know, against the good teams, you're not going to win those games. And we have a really good team coming in here, as everybody saw 
the Chiefs and the Bills, and the Bills did it systematically, just <sighs> broke them down. And they look business-like, too. I mean, Josh Allen, man, has he turned into a you know great quarterback? I think between him and Kyler Murray right now, they got to be up there for the top guys uh, for MVP right now, yeah. even over Mahomes. Mahomes might be third. <laughs> because, man. He he was uh man he was dissecting those guys all over the place whether running the football throwing the football and man does he have a cannon and he's uh, learned to tame that cannon and, and uh, very accurate on the intermediate route so yeah we got yeah they can't make all these mistakes they made versus the uh, the Jags if they're gonna beat the Bills on Monday night here in Nashville yeah so it's a win's a win though you gotta take them. Three and two, kind of two games, what, with two games up on in, in the AFC South? I think two games up or so. So, yeah, they in control of everything. And so this is another AFC game, not AFC South, but still one you want to get. Um, so, they're a great goal line stop, too. I, I, you know, I, I get chill bumps when I see stuff like that because that is so hard to do. But there were some questions we put out there on, on social media, you know, about what are you more concerned with, whether it was the defense and stopping the run, linebacker play, and D-line naturally uh, involved in that. Uh, you know, the carries that Henry's getting, is he going to be, you know, able to be fresh enough at the end and in playoffs? Uh, and uh, what was the the first one? Yeah, we put this question out on Blaine and oh, Mickey. pass protection. Yep, Blaine and Mickey Twitter. And then if you want to hit us up there, you can. If you want to call in, 615-737-1045. If you want to hit this in the Zone TV chat, uh, our director of content, Blake Bishop, came up with this Lucas. this morning. What's your biggest concern with the Titans at this point of the season? And uh, it was answered below if you have something different. So there are some some people have answered as well. O-line, run defense, Henry's workload, or injuries. Right now, O-line slash protection. Yeah, protection. That's protection, pass pro, pass pro yeah, is running right. away with this. Oh, really? 62.9% are more concerned about the O-line and pass protection only 8.3 run defense. That scares the whiz out of me, the run defense. Yeah. Well, you know what? I <laughs> I believe people think everything is offensive driven. So they feel like if, <laughs> if we put up 38, <laughs> it would not worry about it. It doesn't matter. Now, if you separate the score, they can't really. Uh, we just need to stop them like two or three times a game. We're good to go. Remember last year how many times yeah. did you and Dice? We did the math. It was three stops. If they could get three stops on defense, they could beat anybody, anybody last yeah. year. And I, I think that's what they're thinking. So maybe that'll happen with, you know, A.J. Brown getting back up to speed. He contributed, uh, you know, and didn't, uh, at least from what we saw, you know, we haven't heard anything about him making the injury worse. Or So that, that was really good. And then uh, hopefully we'll see uh, Julio on Wednesday at practice. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. As Vrabel said, we shall see on Wednesday. The guy who told me. Two weeks ago, who ain't going to play this week? He ain't going to play next week. He said he won't play against the Jaguars. Jets. said he won't play against the Jags. He said, you watch, so I bet he'll get pretty well that, that following week. So Wednesday, you think he go practice? I, I wouldn't be surprised. A guy told me three things about Julio, and two of them have been right. <laughs> I mean, he told me three things. Won't play against the Jets. Won't play against the Jags. In the last one, he said, go to the Rolling Stones guys. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't tell me that. But, well, uh, you did do that, I, I did do that. Uh on this poll, though, this is a, here you go. This is how you people feel about Derrick Henry. This is how little concern you have for this man and his and his health. So this a, this is a poll question. There's several hundred answers. Sixty two point five now percent are worried about O line slash protection. Eight point two worried about the run defense. 
25.1% worried about just overall injuries of the team. 4.1% think Derek may be getting overworked. <laughs> we were looking at this in, in the green room before the show. Like, this is historic what he's doing so oh, far. This is insane. It, <laughs> I, 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 I think he's from another planet. Yes. If, he, if he makes Dude, it and then, and then <laughs> does in terms of – because when you get to the playoffs, there's another notch of speed of the game – and an ability that everybody has if you're an elite guy, which he is. And, you, man, I can't wait to see if that happens. If he just starts just blazing away, I'm like, man, what is this guy? I want the recipe to what he's taking. <laughs> I think it could still help me out uh, just when I'm, uh, you know, just walking up the halls. <laughs> Here at Cumulus Media. These people that are hitting him and tackling him. Oh, man. And they were hitting him. As hard as they could. The Jaguars, they were getting after him, man. I, I was really thinking, uh-oh, this is way worse than I thought. If they would have kept up the pace that they, where they were getting shots on him, it was big guys, linebacker guys. They were determined not to let him break loose. And, and to be honest, he, he really didn't break loose. No, he didn't. He just kept pounding him away, and then he started hitting him for like 20 and 12 and 15 and then. You know, but they they kept fighting, man. And you know, then I almost say, you know, then I think some D linemen kind of let him let the gates open, and he just ran right through the middle of the defense to get that last touchdown. But his long run yesterday was 15 yards. Yeah, he was. Yeah, so this, yeah, this it was incredible, man. 29 carries for uh, 130. 130. He Three got TDs. He got 99 after halftime. Yeah, he so had 31 at the half. 31 at the half, man. Yeah. So, oh my. Yeah, so what what other records has he broken? Because uh, I, I know he, he just keeps telling me every time I'm reading something on social media or what Robbie Bourne sends us out, you know, and all the – I'm like, man, this guy's on a record pace. Then you see – when you start talking about Barry Sanders, Eric Dickerson, and people – O.J. Simpson, I mean, it was like, what? Okay. Like, I, what he is – he's doing and all the – I don't even know some of these records exist. Like, <laughs> what? They're inventing things yeah, to, that we, he has man. records for. So this was, I saw this last night. Adrian Peterson retweeted yeah, this with AP. a crown emoji. Yeah, This is from NFL 365, which is a good follow if you're a stat nerd like me. Yeah. Derrick Henry rushed for 130 yards and three TDs. It's his fifth time with 100-plus yards and three TDs. Only him, Adrian Peterson, and Joe Morris. Uh, oh, I remember Joe Morris with the Giants, number 20. That's the third most times by a player to do that in his first six seasons. And, Blaine, there's 12 more games left for him to do it some more. So, Adrian Peterson, all of y'all know, if you don't know Joe Morris, little running back with the Giants who had a real nice five- or six-year run where he was one of the top running backs yeah, in the he, league. he gave me hope I could make running back to, to the league. That didn't happen. <laughs> well, I mean, you made it, though. You hit a lot I of running, running back, man. I didn't have a good enough. But he was he was a, a, a real – obviously, it's, it's him and Derrick Henry and Adrian Peterson that tells you he just didn't have – he didn't sustain. He got, mm -hmm. His career wasn't too long, but five or six years, Joe Morris was getting it done in this league. Mm -hmm. So, it, it, literally, Adrian Peterson is now tweeting about Derrick Henry. But but everything is like that, Blaine. Every week we get this stat dump from the Titans on what? Thursday, where they have all these auxiliary stats. And it's like Derrick Henry's the only person who's done this, or Derrick Henry's the third guy to do this. Or, hey, I'm starting to wonder if they were keeping stats. Because <laughs> it's, it's it's getting really insane, really. Because every week it's like, what? He broke another record. 
But not just not even just with the Titans though. It's actually NFL stuff. Yes. Oh yeah. The <laughs> Titan stuff. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, Earl Campbell and Eddie George are at the top, but then you know, then he keeps passing some of their records, and it becomes an NFL deal. It's yeah. Like, wow. He's and just being guy. mentioned with Earl Campbell and Eddie George and CJ Two K. I mean, oh, wait, CJ. I mean, I forget CJ. Those four 2K. guys play yeah. for the same franchise. It's unbelievable. All right, uh, it's it's that time. Everybody get your ding-dong ready because it's time for ding-dong of the week. We love doing this, 615-737-1045 on the Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline. If you want to join the Zone TV chat, uh, hit, hit us there with your ding-dong or uh, tweet us at Blaine and Mickey. Ding-dong of the week and also more Titans talk coming up next. Blaine and Mickey. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5, The Zone. Listen to a little Rolling Stones. Um, I, I saw them again this weekend. I, I wanted to make sure that my daughter got to see them because she's 15, and every time I've ever saw them, I've always thought, well, this will be the last time they ever tour. And then, and then miraculously, the next year, year and a half, two years, they come back again. So uh, it was an amazing show. I know a lot of people were there. Uh, I know some of you maybe wanted to go, didn't get the chance. That's one of those things. If you even think you would like to see them, find a way to see them on this tour. Because Charlie's gone now, but you still got Mick and Keith and Ronnie. They've got an amazing band. Um, I would just say this. If you got to just say, this is my Christmas present to myself or whatever, make it happen. It is so worth seeing them. It's such an incredible show. And then you figure they're all almost 80 years old, the big three anyway. Just a fantastic show. So appreciate Lucas bumping us with a little Rolling Stones. Let's bump into this segment, Ding Dong of the Week, brought to you by Mark Spain Real Estate. <laughs> Go to markspain.com, get a guaranteed offer on your home today and start packing. Or as we like to say, don't be a ding dong. Use Mark Spain Real Estate. Eric in Nashville is going to lead off this segment. Eric, uh, let's hear about your ding dong, my friend. Guys, I hate to do this, but my ding dongs of the week are the Tennessee Titans. And the reason why I say that is this. Yesterday, of course, they're dominating the Jacksonville Jaguars, 31-13. They go, of course, get a touchdown to make it 31-19. Don't get the two-point conversion. Then we have a three-and-out. Then they're driving like they're going to score again. Uh, pitiful tackling on where receiver catches the ball. And if the referee doesn't say uh, that Trevor Lawrence is down and he does get the touchdown, you're talking about a one-score game with a little over 10 minutes to go and we face the possibility of losing to another team with a winless record. And it makes, what even makes it far worse is that the Jets referred to form yesterday over in London against the Atlanta Falcons and Zach Wilson to have a horrible game. So, Tennessee Titans, you're my ding-dong to the week. <laughs> Boy, Eric off the top rope right at the beginning of the segment oh, there. Yeah. Titans are his ding-dongs yeah. of the week. Uh, well, since he went Titans, I'm, I'm going Urban Meyer, man. And it's, it's, it was really for throwing his quarterback under the bus, talking about he could do the quarterback sneak because – he wasn't used to being under center, and he hasn't perfected quarterback sneak yet. He hasn't got comfortable with that. Or I mean, we can go any number of things besides all what he did over the weekend and not fly back. But then it just some of his decision making on the sideline, and then how he looks so stressed <laughs> looks out. Like oh my gosh, high. man, he looked like he like the world is going to end. 
I'm like, man, this guy, I don't know if he's built for it, man, but uh, yeah, he, he has to get the ding dong. There was a lot of, you know, a lot of ding donging going on out there with uh, the defense stopping the run, too, by the way, and not keeping contained. I don't want to even call out name because, man, it's happened so many times. Then Robinson running right through there. I was wondering what Rashad Evans doing when he was jumping over the pile, though, that one time. He was way away from the play. Rabel said today he was expecting a quarterback sneak. Oh, yeah. he got asked about it. And Vrabel went to another play, and they were like, no, Mike, this is a different play. This is where he jumped over the pile. Because there were a lot of goal line plays. Right. It was, and he, he said, yeah. um, oh, oh, that one, he said. Oh, he was, he was, he was expecting guessing. a quarterback snake. Oh, he was he just, yeah, yeah, just guessing. That's, wrong. Yeah. That's okay. That happens sometimes. Yeah. That's one of those, if you guess right, <gasps> look at that play. And you know what? He has guessed right before. I think it was about two or three years ago. He jumped over and made a heck of a play. It was right here, here in Tennessee, at Nissan Stadium. Yeah, I remember it. So, yeah, sometimes you get lucky. Yeah, but that, that wasn't too lucky. He, he, yeah, I, I, yeah, I saw Monty Rice out there, so he was doing more than just guessing. He was guessing a lot on a lot of different, not just one play. I feel bad, too, because I don't know what the heck is going on. The 58-yard run is the one that a lot of people are talking about with Landry yesterday, uh, early in the game for the Jags. And, and you and me watched it, and you said, now, people are killing Landry, or uh, – People are Evans. killing Evans, but we don't necessarily know what anybody else's role was on this right, play. Because he started creeping up. Yep. So I don't know if it was a call blitz. So typically you stay at four to five yards. And I don't know if that's the play that, you know, Vrabel was talking about. And so it looked like they had a stunt going on. Stunt means that they were slanting, mm-hmm. slanting in a direction. And he was supposed to be filling in that gap because that's where he was be blitzing. So I don't know. You know, sometimes guys come out of their blitz and then just go run and make a play. And then you leave that gap open, then a running back cuts right back to where you're supposed to be. So, you know, I don't, I don't know if that was true or not on that play or not. And I know a lot of people are hitting him over the head, but I, I think that's a, a little unjust to him on really what was the call play because he was creeping up there like he was actually blitzing. Now, he could have been guessing again. Right. He was trying to make a play. But typically you're at four to five yards and you want to read and assess and go through your keys and it's a triangle read keys that you're doing when you're at the inside linebacker there to make a play and what gap to go to based off of what is uh, being called on the defensive scheme and what they're running. So I kind of take it that way. I know, man, I, I saw people, you know, and I'm like, man, I don't, I don't even know if if that was a blitz. Yeah. Unless he was doing it on his own. It's sort of like PFF when we look at those grades. Right. Like PFF might just say that's on him. It's Not like knowing. a drop, like, like Reynolds on the drop. That's what I was asking. Right. That was a, would have been a spectacular play. Right. A normal person wouldn't even be able to reach it. So does he get a drop? Right. Or make it almost a spectacular play? Or is it just, you know, doesn't count for anything? Uh, but it, nobody played well on defense when it comes to the run game. So we can talk about Evans, but it, everybody's taking part in that, especially the front seven. 198 yards uh, the Jags ran for. Robinson had... Over 100 at halftime. Yeah. He ended up with, with like 150 or something. He was up there. Yeah, he had a he had a real nice day. He's a good back. That I, I will say this. And then they were taking him out in the red zone. That was another thing. So yeah. Another ding dong for Urban Meyer. I mean, what are y'all doing? Well, he doesn't like You know, and I would be pissed. I'm running it all the, the way down, and then you take me out when we get inside the 10. What? And he puts in, guess who? Carlos High. Oh, where did he go to school? Ohio State. I'm like, what is he doing? I would be pissed. I would like, hey, man, I got us all the way down here. And it happened multiple times. It wasn't just, so obviously they think he's just the goal line guy. 
like, man, well, I guess I can get us down there, but I can't run in the goal line. I'm not strong enough. Robinson might be the dude who's like, nope, 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 not, nope, waving back. Nope, don't come out here. Nope, staying out. Nope, don't come out here. No, nah, everybody's scared, man. Yeah, Urban Meyer makes $10 million. Oh, I, yeah. He's got a lot of clout. College coach. Hey, man. Hey, man. Because I said so. Hey, hey, then they'll say, oh, he's a mild content. They'll start that. Oh, Knowing the guy is probably a good kid. He's just like, hey, man, I'm just doing what they told me to do. What can I do? We can do this. We can get CJ's ding dong. He's next to join us on the Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline. CJ, who is your ding dong of the week? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Hope you all having a blessed day. This one hurts me to say, man, because I'm a Gators fan. But Kadarius Tony of the New York Giants, Ooh. a star is born, having a great game. Everybody want to be a gangster, so he goes out there and he throws him a little punch, gets him ejected. Just really looks like a ding-dong, man. Appreciate CJ. CJ sounds yeah. sad. Hang yeah. in there, man. Well, I, I saw that play actually, well, you know, on the replay for sure. And he threw a punch. They threw him out of the game, and he really ignited the whole deal. And I, I really respect his talents. But oh man, he's talented because he's oh man. I thought he was the guy I'm doubling, and I would have said let's just go to work and see what you could do with Pitts because he was that talented to me. Because yeah. in in a square box, that guy is hard to catch, uh, and he's been injured. And now he came back, and you know he's trying to get back into the groove. And there really was no need for any of it. Really, whether it was the Cowboy guy, you know, starting it with the push, or and it was nothing. It was irrelevant. He's like, "Oh, okay, I'm gonna get you back. We're, we're gonna get between the whistle." And he took it to the next level. Once everybody got around, then he just starts swinging. I was like, "Oh my, come on now!" And remember, kids, useless. when you're playing football and you punch somebody, they have a helmet on. Yeah. What doesn't have a helmet on? Your hand, <laughs> right? <laughs> you break your hand. I mean, I'm not saying like don't fight because of the helmets. Don't don't fight in a football game anyway. Yeah. But that's ding dongish. Anybody who punches somebody with a helmet on is a ding-dong. What are you going to do? Well, well, here's the trick, though, Mickey, because, you know, I've only been in a, one scuffle. It was in training camp, you know, in my younger years. You grab the helmet and the mask, and you yank it off the head, <laughs> and then you punch him. <laughs> or for Miles Garrett, you swing the helmet. Yeah. Yeah, that was <laughs> you, terrifying. Who was on the, the other end of that helmet rip and punch? I don't, I don't recall. Okay. All right. <laughs> I don't remember. I really don't. Was no nothing personal. <laughs> it was just happened. Probably somebody who slammed me out of out of bounds when I got jammed up. <laughs> Old gunner or someone uh, uh, I was like, Dude. Uh, cousin Caden tweeted Blade and Mickey. He took a sign that said Titans game plan grit, Jaguars game plan grind. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> and he said grind. Uh, something about Shelly Meyer here as well. They confiscated his sign. Cousin Caden, they took his sign. What? They took that sign away. He said, my ding-dong of the week is a Jaguar staff for confiscating this sign for profanity and politics, he says. Oh, it was hashtag justice for Shelly Meyer. (laughs) 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 Cousin Caden, man, that was, oh, what a gigantic ding-dong that is. Oh, man. Uh, okay. Uh, did, did Lucas, did you give us your ding dong? I wanted it to be Urban Meyer, too. He's just the gift that keeps on giving. He had the oh, quote today. He want, said he likes their offensive identity, but he wants 250 250 every game, meaning 250 yards rushing and 250 yards passing. So, yeah, if, if the Jags have 500 total yards per game, I'm sure they'll start winning. Yeah, their associate press writer said, I'm going to look for Rutgers on the schedule. Yeah, you keep going for that 250-250, but I, I might pivot and give it to Tiki Barber. Who, 
I did not watch, Blaine, I, oh. I think you watched the TV copy. Mickey and I have it up here, but we got Mike and Mac here in the Zone studio. Oh. Apparently, Tiki Barber was mispronouncing Kevin Bayard's name. Yeah, they were saying it. And, oh, it was Baird. Oh, Baird. Kevin yeah. Baird. I mean, Michael Pruitt's name, too. I heard there was a litany of names that the broadcast team was. was now, how does that happen? Like, the, I have no at idea. At some point, they have to correct them. Yeah, I mean, it, I've been up in the booth, and you could pronounce a name wrong, and then they come back and, you know, your spotter or somebody is telling you, hey, hey, yeah. that's not how to pronounce it, even doing a commercial break or something, do a break. They tell them. So I, I don't know if anybody told him or not. I mean, that's what he thought he was right. He just kept going with it. <laughs> well, the. People are still saying Marcus Mariota wrong. Yeah. He played one play and got hurt, and all the way running down the field, the announcers were calling him Mariota, literally on his one play of the year before he – and he looked like he got hurt on that play. They had him out there run play, like straight run play. Mariota? It was in the first game. He ran like 50 yards. He got splattered. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a, yeah, he he was a, a real concussion. slow. Yeah. Yeah, he got a yeah. Uh, Is he back yet? I don't that think so. a while back. Yeah. No cars balling out, too. Marcus was on his heels last year. Played that one game just with reckless abandon. Uh, my ding dong is my ding dong has actually been growing since May. <laughs> ding dong. I'm done. I'm dropping it. <laughs> it's been growing since May. Okay, <laughs> Lucas. Lucas. Lucas is great about remembering things, right? Because we can say, Lucas, who was that? Who that? Okay, <laughs> this ding dong started in May. If you guys remember this, Jimbo Fisher was speaking to a group, and he said, oh, we're yeah. going to beat his butt. That's right. Talking about Nick Saban. Talking about Nick Saban. And Saban's answer, this goes all the way back to May. That's why I said this ding-dong has had a chance to grow. Nick Saban <laughs> said, at, at golf? Yeah. So Saban got answered, asked about it. He got, he got beat. First time ever. He's What is he, 24-1? and one or Yeah, that's first ever loss. Or whatever. First unranked never, loss since 07. His in 100 first year. games, I think I heard. Wow. Man. Yeah. That was incredible. I turned it on after they were already up. I was like, whoa. Man. Maybe, maybe Florida kind of gave a little recipe of how to run the football on them. And they start believing and they got their 12th man involved and it was over. Man. Looked like an unbelievable atmosphere. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. I have I've been to AM, but I've never been to a game there. Yeah, me either. But I would love to just go. That's one of those that feels like you got to put on your bucket list. Like maybe LSU. Um, I mean, a lot of these bucket list games. Are, if people had never been to the Grove in, at Ole Miss, have I never been, dude? But that's not the stadium you want to go to, is it? Stadiums that say yeah. they they've done a they good don't... job taking a, a stadium and then trying to modernize it. And I always said this about Vanderbilt. Like, if you go to Ole Miss, when Freeze got the job, he'd been at, at Arkansas State. So I went down with a group of guys. He's like, come down, be my guest for the Egg Bowl. And they beat Mississippi State that year. And I think that was their sixth win even. And and, and they weren't supposed to be any good. They won six games. Freeze is a great coach. And, and I know all the other stuff, but he's a great coach. But when you stand on their stadium out there, they've taken, like, the end zones. And they've built up in the end zones because that's where they had room to do it. So their suites and stuff. But in the end zones, not like on the 40 and the 50 and the other 40, they just built where they had a chance. Well, I've, I've been saying this for years. If you're Vanderbilt, you got that one end zone that has the tiny little hill and the tiny little canopy down there. You could build some amazing stuff because that's where you actually have space to build. Ole Miss did that. So stadium's fine. But, man, um, the Grove – just it's to go and walk list. through it, it's bucket list. Oh, okay. Because everybody loves. If you well, listen, I'm gonna to go this, with Lucas. Lucas said he's going. Was rocking last weekend. 
in that shootout win. Oh, yeah. Yeah, versus Arkansas. Was that that? Arkansas? Whoever has the ball last. It was the old Miss. It was Arkansas. And, and, and Pittman was like, hey, man, I'm going to try to go for two. two. And get oh, out he of was here. Immediate. I was watching that game. And he knew it. Firework. You talking about somebody nervous on the side. Lane Kiffin was praying. He was like, the clock ran out. He ran out. He yes, he ran out there to point that out. <laughs> he had the prayer hands up. He was praying. Yeah, he was praying. Kid, kid, I know we're still in the ding-dong of the week mode, but can Tennessee score with them? I feel like they can. Oh, yeah. I mean, I feel like Tennessee can – if you'd say who can score more, I would I would have said Tennessee instead of Arkansas, though Arkansas has made such unbelievable strides under Sam Pittman. I feel like Tennessee can score on anybody. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I think Tennessee's defense is better than Ole Miss's. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking Tennessee's going to win that one. At home, too? It's at home, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're trying to check her kneeling for it. Yeah, I think they're going to get them. Oh, man, you talking about erupt erupt the campus, boy. That happens. Ooh, they take down Lane Kitchen. Mattresses will be burning. I'm calling my shot right there already. They taking them down. Well, if you listen to this show on this radio station, there's a real good chance you love college football. And I've been to several stadiums on game day. I've been to a game at Oregon. Heck, I went to a game at Mark Mark Mariani's Montana Grizz. I saw them play a game in the snow one time when I was up there traveling. I've seen some 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 pretty interesting stuff. But the Grove is like football heaven. Like if somebody said, what's college football heaven like? This would have to be it. People are cooking. They got chandeliers hanging under tents. I mean, they build this football. Chandeliers. Yes. <laughs> I'm not kidding. They build a football city next to the stadium. Well, I, I wasn't going for that. They were they talking about all these beautiful ladies out there. That's what me and Lucas was going for. Well, I mean, I, you know. <laughs> what the fuck? Look, I, I get no comment from either one of you guys. Oh, my. I, well, I, I figured Lucas would have plenty of comments on that. Yeah. You know, being an unmarried fellow, although he is betrothed to a young lady. Betrothed. So maybe he's trying to keep himself out of trouble. Betrothed at the Grove. <laughs> no rings. He might be. Oh, what? No rings? I hope she's not listening, bro. No, she doesn't listen to sports radio. <laughs> Look, he's looking up in the air, Paran. He's like Lane Kiffin right now. But here's the thing, though. Every time Blaine says something or me, everybody texts our wife immediately. Right. Yeah. So just know she's probably getting some texts right now. Oh, man. man. You got a ding-dong of the week you want to hit us with. You can do that. I uh, got a couple in the Zone TV chat. We'll read those when we come back. Uh, Dallas has Dallas has. Uh, quite a, a lot of conversation going on with himself right now. So somebody could join him in the zone TV chat. Uh, he has he's talking to his ding dong. He's talking about his ding dong. Oh, so we'll share oh. that next. Also, uh, interesting point of the schedule. There's some similarities right now with Tennessee Vols and the Tennessee Titans. I made a note about that. I was going to hit that. We'll do that next. Blaine and Mickey, one Oh four, five. What you talking about? What you talking about? Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Yeah, uh, Blaine was bringing up the uh, young ladies in the Grove, and my uh, daughter was nice enough to uh, send me a message and say, Mom and me are listening. You can go ahead and talk. It's funny. So, <laughs> yeah, well, maybe that's what it is. <laughs> um, many people are weighing in. Alonzo, who is always in the Zone TV chat and always says, how you doing? What's up to all of us every day, Lonzo? What's up to you? He says the Grove is football hell. Uh, <laughs> you said it's heaven. And, uh, it, I say that, and his avatar in the Zone TV chat is Mississippi State, oh. so no wonder he hates it. Um, I'll tell you what's heaven is these, uh, these chicken tenders that Rhett Bryan brought me from Chick-fil-A. Rhett Bryan brought you chicken tenders? 
Well, I asked him. You know. Oh, I heard you saying bring me something, but that never works. Oh, no. Well, I told him what to bring. I mean, I went back out there. So, yeah, man, this is really good. Chick-fil-A, man. You can never go wrong with Chick-fil-A. Three oh, and a half. Uh, <laughs> Mark, is, uh, he's a Buckeyes fan, and he's very upset. Typical Southern Nashville sports media. Hugh Freeze is a great coach. <laughs> but Urban Meyer is a piece of expletive. So tell me again how many of these does Freeze hey, have. You and, Southerner. And he's shining Nicky. a trophy. Yeah. Oh, I, hey, did I not acknowledge? You, you, hey, you, man, I'm, I'm, I'm. You acknowledge one cheater and one is. <laughs> oh, then you go. Oh, I know, I know what he did off. <laughs> what do you freeze? I said that. I acknowledged it. And here's the thing: we never said Urban Meyer wasn't a great college football coach. Oh, yeah, he definitely. Nobody, was. none of us would say that. I know you're in your feelings, buddy, and and I get it. Urban's your guy. <laughs> but here's the thing: if he goes back to any college tomorrow, I'll immediately say they're a contender to win the whole thing. But this is just not a good marriage. It's not a good mix. So I know you're in your feelings, man. But we didn't say Urban was a piece of expletive. Though, really, <laughs> he is a ding dong. They man, both are the pain that he feels on the sideline. Southern sports much show. watch <laughs> television, man. I, man, I, I think he panics. <laughs> I really do. But he's so happy when they do something great, and then and then just in thirty seconds, it can look like the world is ending. He, he needs to take the the variable. <laughs> Mantra, just, just stand there and be stoic, and they'll show a lot, a lot of emotions too high, too low on every, for every play, man. Oh man, let's get uh, Joey in cross planes. He wants to join the ding dong discussion, courtesy of our friend Mark Spain. Joey, let's hear about your ding dong. What's up, fam? So no time, no talk, guys. Um, so my ding dong is for all the kickers in the NFL. Ooh. I mean, it was a horrible weekend for them, you know, missing extra points and field goals. Twill. But this, my ding-dong goes to all of them. Come on, you're a professional. Be better. Oh, because they lost in the Red River run. He said Texas? Yeah, he's talking about kickers. Oh, I, Just, know, I heard the kickers part. Yeah. I thought he said. Oh, yeah, kickers had a terrible day. My, Lucas, I thought you were going to make. vibrating over here, but yeah. I thought Lucas was going to make all kickers his ding-dong. You could have just gone with the Bengals kicker and the Packers kicker alone. This is the well, most someone missed an extra point, though, in, in, in NFL history, right, through this week. 12 missed extra points. Is that what the total was? It was seven, it was seven at halftime. At halftime, there were seven. And it's like, there were two in the game that we all watched yesterday. There were three in the Texans-Patriots game. Yeah, it was <laughs> the first three touchdowns. That is crazy. I don't know what happened. And Mason Crosby missed three field goals and an extra point. I couldn't believe that. That guy's dependable usually. Wow. Well, he had one game like that either last season or the year before. Do you remember where he missed like four or five and then hit a game winner? Uh, I can't remember if it was two years ago or if it was last season, but it's not the first time for Mason Crosby. Usually he's dependable. And it's like they're like, okay, you get one hall pass. It's like the movie. He gets the one. It's like, we know you're just going to stink up the joint. But he's made a lot of kicks for that team for a long, long time. I mean, they don't want to send him to Kicker Island because they know, well, now 16 of 17, you can probably depend on him. Uh, I was making these notes today, and I, and I thought about this. Blaine, you were talking about the, you were talking about the Bills, dude. Um, Ooh. How good are the Bills? This, I saw this tweet last night. This is from uh, NFL on CBS. <laughs> the Bills are on another level right now, says the tweet. They allow 12.8 points per game. That's first in the NFL. They score... 34.4 points per game. That's first in the NFL. They're best and they're the best and the best. They have 15 takeaways. They made the Chiefs look silly last night. They have 15 takeaways. Also, first in the NFL. The Bills are first, first, and first. They score the most. They allow the least. They take it away the most. Mm, but guess what we do know? This is the National Football League. 
And it just depends on who's available. It does. Uh, who's up? Or if you have your A game here in Nissan Stadium Monday night, this place is going to be rocking. So I expect the Titans, uh, you know, to show their best. You just never know. Remember, the Bills were hyped up when they came in here last year. Oh, sure were. Uh-huh. They were the better team on paper up to that point, and then they just got rocked. So I want to see if they uh, show up this time because they should be a little perturbed about what happened. If they watch the tape from last year, they're going to be a little perturbed. And by the way, I think Lucas is the one who brought it up. Derrick Henry had the straight arm on Norman, but he he didn't rush. He didn't get over 80 yards, I don't think. No, he didn't get 60, right, Lucas? It was 57 or 58. Look up the box score from that game. I just remember that stiff arm against Norman was it came back because of a penalty on the Titans, so it didn't even count. Now, the Titans won, and then they, you know, kind of, it was a kind yeah. of a little bit of a let's take the gas off the pedal, but they made some plays on defense to kind of mm-hmm. change the game around. And you had 57 they dominated yards. that game. 57, 57 yards on 19 carries. Did have two touchdowns. Yeah. Tannehill, uh, nice day for him. Pretty. It, it was one of those games where – Tannehill just had that really efficient Tannehill day where he didn't have to throw it a whole lot um, and and had a, a big, big day. Not a big stat guy, but really efficient. Now, this year's been tough. Here's what I was going to say. And they have, the Bills also have like eight defensive linemen that they rotate. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We, we should have at least been able to draft a couple of those dudes, but they took them. They're like, no, we, to beat the Chiefs, we got to have a pass rush. Yep. They just stackpiled them. But that – I'm like, Wow. That was a team, though, Blaine, that thought, okay, who are we not better than? Who are we not better than? How can we beat that team? Let's let's draft and, and act accordingly. Mm-hmm. And they did. They went out and got digs, help them on offense. Give, uh, and that dude's a oh, – he is a yeah. weapon. Then they got Emmanuel Sanders. I, I, I'm a big fan of his yep. over his career. Underrated, great route runner. He, can, he has quicks, can get deep. Yeah. They got some weapons on offense and defense, a playmaker. I know you like Tredavious both of those safeties. White. Yeah, I like both of the safeties. I like Tredavious White, too. Yeah. Then they have the guy, the other corner, Levi Wallace, who walked on at Alabama and started his last two years. Yeah. Yeah, and then he's done really well. I think he went undrafted, or if he was a later-round pick, and then started since he's been there, pretty yeah. much. What What do we need to do to beat the elite? That's what they did, and they're beating everybody right now. Uh, interesting note, I, I promised I would hit this. So the Titans are 3-2. and two, The Vols are 4-2. and two. Both both are in like this punch-in-the-face part of the schedule, though, both of them. So the Titans have the Bills, then Kansas City, then they go to Indy, then they go to L.A. Rams, then they host the Saints. That's the next five games for the Titans. The Vols host Ole Miss. The Vols. 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 Oh, the Vols. <laughs> Vols. You're talking like me, man. Vol- <laughs> Watch Vols. Quit hanging around me, Vol- man. The Volunteers <laughs> host Ole Miss, go to Alabama, go to Kentucky, then host Georgia. Ooh, they both have a. I mean that. This next month of football for both of those teams is going to be is going to be a big one. All right, second hour of the show coming up. Uh, John Glennon. Let's get the latest from him. Mike Vrabel has talked today. We got uh, some sound coming up from Mike Vrabel as well in the second half. Does he think Derrick Henry? Have too much of a workload. We will get to that in hour two. And John Glennon and headlines next. Explain to Mickey 104.5 The Zone.